0: Going on, everyone, and welcome to episode 62 of the Benchtime Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO Scale Customs. This week, we have Mark Schreier on from Foggy Mountain Models. I'm sure you're all familiar with um, a lot of his work and a lot of what he does. Awesome website, tons of great stuff on there. Um, we've talked with you a bunch, so we're excited to actually get you on to have you talk to all of our listeners as well. And I know you're a listener of the show as well, so it's probably pretty fun to finally get you on. So, welcome, welcome, Mark. Absolutely, yeah.
1: Thank
2: yeah. you very it's much. Glad to have you. We've, uh, we've had, we talked to you many times before. Uh, you know, we've done the, we bought some product here from you, and it, we'll get into it a little bit tonight. And um, then, of course, we, uh, we met you at the Timonium Train Show uh, a couple weeks back. I guess it's three weeks ago, or whatever, three or four weeks ago. And that um, was that was the first time we got to meet you in person. And and to see some of your kids, actually, it's not the first time. We also were at the mini con, um, of a blue Ridge summit and, uh, about a year ago. And, uh, we saw you there too, but we did not know you at the time, but, uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. Yep. <laughs> um, and we'll be at the mini con this year. Yeah, uh, we're actually going to set up and we're doing a broadcast from the mini con, which will be, which oh, will be cool. really cool. I'll be, the, I'll be there too. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. So, um, what we're gonna, what I want to hear about, uh, Mark, is uh, your Foggy Mountain Models. I mean, we're gonna get into cool. your 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 company, Foggy Mountain Models. But um, but that's something you need to take care of.
0: Yeah. So we have a little bit of um, housekeeping for this okay. week's episode, as usual. So we have two new patrons this week. Uh, and then we'll get into questions a little bit later, um, as they come in. We posted them a little later this week, just because we were busy. And uh, honestly, I just with everything going on with the live builds, I forgot to post it. So our two new patrons since our last new episode are uh, Joe DiPasquale and Daniel Banks. And I know they're both part of the live builds, so it's pretty cool that they're mm-hmm. actually um, you know patrons now, and they can see what everyone's been doing on the inside over on our. Right over on our patron page. So they all have access to our um, patron-only page and all their other goodies that come along with that. Um, so, again... One
2: of, the, one of the cool things about uh, about um, Daniel um, is... He's actually is doing cool,
0: that build in uh, N-Scale.
2: He is an N-Scaler, yeah. and it's not...
0: He hand-cutting. Again, we
2: need to emphasize, yeah, but it, you know, that just emphasizes that HS scale Customs isn't just about H-Scale... We set the name up H scale when we first got started because that's what we deal with. But we we admire and mod, want to model or we'll talk about modeling in all scales, and um, and that, so it's great to have him aboard. Yeah, and You're we right. also
0: have a guy doing it in O scale.
2: Yes, we do. So yes. very cool. So, yeah, uh, that, but he was a he was a guest of ours. Yes. Yeah, Jake.
0: Jake. So no, 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 um, no, no, no. We have another guy. That bought. Well, we have another, and I, I know he's listening. I, for, I, am so sorry, but he actually bought a FOS kit, and is building it, um, a very similar garage from Doug, that he's building along with us in O scale. So. Oh, that's great. Anyways, that's great. back to our thing. We want to send yeah. a big thanks to Dan and Joe for joining. If you guys want to be a patron of the show and get access to what Dan and Joe now have access to. You can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HO scale customs and uh, join in on the fun. And we'll get to the topics a little later after we get talking with uh, Mark here. Um, That's cool. A little cool. later on. So hey, we'll let's have get Mark rolling. Help us
2: with the topics. Yeah. So, um, so, so Mark, sorry to keep you waiting there, <laughs> put yeah. you on hold like that. No but... problem. <laughs> um, so, Mark has Foggy Mountain Models, uh, Craftsman Structure Kits, and, um, it's a it, he, he. they they have o scale uh, a lot of o scale structure and then of course um, some paper box that are brick sheets and and stone sheets and we're going to get into talking about that a little bit he, he can be found on foggy mountain modelscom that's foggy mountain models com and I advise all of you to go there check out his website and uh, and see what, see what uh, what he's got available and uh, we'll talk we're going to talk about some of the cool things that we like from that he has but before we do that let's hear a little bit about when did you get started into the model railroading itself you're obviously a model railroader too right correct
1: oh oh yeah all right i um i've actually been a model railroader since high school age and i'm 65 now so i've been been doing it for a long time. Yeah, about 10 yeah. years, um, right? <laughs> yeah. so, You're a puppy. Um, and I started out in HO and probably did that for the majority of the time. I ventured into some N-Scale when I was thinking that maybe, you know, it would give you more space mm-hmm. and then I got into some G scale stuff. And oh, why? I've now settled back um, in, I really like O and 30, because mm-hmm. it's HO uh, track, and yet it's O scale size. So when you're scratch building or building kits, you can go into a whole lot more detail when you're doing HO. Mm-hmm. And when you get to be 65, it's a lot easier working on O scale <laughs> than, than it is working on
2: HO. Well, don't don't tell me that, i 'cause I'm I'm 54 and, and uh, it won't be long, and I love the HO. And but I like I, like I was telling you earlier before we went on that I'm looking to make, make uh some O scale structures and and do some dioramas in O scale. So that might be something well, for just, my future.
1: Yeah, you just it's really hard. You get torn because. I love HO because there's so much more variety mm-hmm. in the kits available and the castings and the details. O scale, you really have to find stuff.
2: Yeah. And, and you got to be creative as well. I mean, if you want to really yep. show detail, you're going to have to, you're going to have to bring it out and it's not going to be, it's going to be a lot more noticeable way off the bat. sounds like somebody else opened a can as well. So <laughs> <laughs> um, now um, yeah, you, know, you said what you were you were doing, N scale, and then you um decided because you, you were worried about space, and then you followed that up with I went and then I got into G scale. That's so like one extreme
0: the life, to the next,
2: yes. Yeah, so somewhere along the lines, you found some space.
1: Well, you know, the G scale was was the stuff around the one at Christmas time around the tree, and and oh, it just, okay. there's it was just so neat the size of it you know oh yeah but I mean, and now what i have my g scale goes around the ceiling in my train room uh-huh. so oh my that's, that that's what it's for
2: so. oh cool yeah have you ever have you ever thought about doing a garden railway with uh g scale
1: well you know i had a friend you know i belonged to a club here in uh in delaware it was in Hockessin, in delaware and he had a garden railway but i i just never really thought about getting out there. I, didn't. Yeah. I mean, I have enough trouble inside, let alone dealing with all the outside.
2: <laughs> I don't even like to cut the grass, let so
1: alone have to build
2: a garden.
0: Yeah, see, and I don't even like, <laughs> yeah, I don't even like going outside for six months of the year, especially right now. You're you're not far from us, so you know, I, I just don't like PA from like, Pennsylvania from like November till Easter is never fun for me.
1: No. Well, I actually split my time between Pennsylvania and Oregon. Oh, okay. So we spend the sum. I spend the summers in Oregon. Gotcha. So, Come on. Cool. So, <laughs> you were asking. You were asking how I got into how I started Foggy Mountain Model. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to. I owe it all to Jeff Grove. Mm-hmm. I met Jeff. I, I was buying his kits online. And then I met him at one of the Blue Ridge Summit mini cons. And you know how it is, you get to those those shows and you end up sitting there talking and oh yeah. And I shared with him that I always wanted to have a business in my hobby. Right. And he said, Well, you should do it. And just with his encouragement, and actually the first kit I ever did, he really gave it to me. Right. And which which is the Grove um wayside station that's on my website okay and and that that was a kit that he did from scraps when you when you cut stuff with a laser, there's always a lot of waste right and so you have all this waste, what are you gonna do with it? Well, he cut these little kits and he gave them away to his best customers. and he said, here just do this one. And I'll cut it for you. And then okay. all you have to do is write the instructions and put the packaging together. And so I said, well, you know, you've already given 35 of them away. <laughs> I don't, probably isn't going to be much of the market for it. <laughs> I said, so so cut, cut three for me. Uh-huh. Well, I probably sold 30 or 40 of those all oh, over the world.
2: Oh, that's all great. The world. I'm looking at Here, it right now.
1: Yeah, Europe, Australia. Um, so, you know, not, you just, you never know. Well, and it was, was an easy one, and that, that's what got me started.
2: So. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's neat because, and, and, and some of your other kits are as well, the, what I like about them is they would fit into some spaces that normally you wouldn't be able to use. Yeah. I mean, right. I could take that kit and put that in between, you know, like, a couple, you know, some some tight track, um, or, uh, where a uh, turnout is and, uh, you, you know, they're, they're shaped and designed. So they would lend themselves to being, uh, you know, easily, easily fit. They're very narrow. Um, which I love yeah. it. And, you know, it's hard enough to find a, a building and, and it, without scratch building one yourself to fill in those kind of spaces.
1: Well, yeah. you know, with most people's most people's layouts, they don't have, you know, their whole basement. Um, mm-hmm. You may have 15 by 15, something like that in a room. Right. You, you're not going to have that many buildings on that layout, at least, especially in O-Scale, in, right. in ON30. Because Absolutely. that that genre is logging and mining railroads. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of blank space on a O and 30 layout.
2: Right. Right, uh, that, they're they're spectacular buildings, and in fact, I'm looking at one right now. The, the prices of them, I'm looking at the Carsonville station, and uh, really neat. I really love it, and it, I love the well, details. Carson,
1: Carsonville was my last kit, mm-hmm. and how I did that one, <laughs> I was, why, I I belong to a hundred train groups on Facebook, and right. one of them, one of them is this. Uh, a guy that posts realist, you know, real life pictures of train stations and buildings around the country. So mm-hmm. He posted that picture online oh. and I, I emailed him and said, you know, do you have any more? And he said, no, I don't. I said, well, tell me the history of it. And it, it isn't a narrow gauge building, but it's up in Michigan and it's mm-hmm. on the, CNO you know, it's a, just North of Michigan. Right, but what I liked about it was it was two cars put together, and then turned into you know a freight station, which is really perfect for ON 30. Yeah, it, that's what those those railroads did.
2: Is that is that a?
1: And another uh, thing, as you were, as you were saying about the small that kit, you can leave off the the loading docks. You can split the two cars into two into two different buildings, mm-hmm. that's got an immense amount of um, variety in it that you can do, and and people have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, one guy actually split the two cars apart and put a building in between them. Oh, yeah, that's so, a brilliant so, idea. So, there's, you know, it's really – that's one of the fun things about making kits is watching what people do with them. Mm-hmm. and how they change them and make them different so,
2: so so you're one of those kit builders that that uh or kit designers that loves to see what they're you know somebody take it outside the box and just do oh, their yeah, thing
1: yeah absolutely yeah you know i don't get upset at all about somebody when they adjust or change or modify one of my kits.
2: All right. oh that's cool you know because i believe there are some out there that, that get a little Little pissy about that, but uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> so it, you, you put a lot of time, and it takes a lot of time to do one of these, things. yeah, so, oh, yeah. And now, except not like for me, it does. Hmm. Jeff Grove, he, he can do it a day. <laughs> I know that guy builds like crazy, <laughs> he's he's quick, yeah, and then he... you know, and and then you know, I'm not on the anywhere near. The scale of of not only in size but even in in artistic capability, Kenny Crump or Doug Fossal or or even the Bar Mills guy, you know, they're they're just in a different league.
0: Yeah, but, but
1: you know, it, I don't, I don't know. It, it looks pretty. It looks pretty dark. Yeah, I was today. gonna
0: say. I think I think it's fine. I think they look great.
1: <laughs> well, that one that was reviewed in um the carsonville station was reviewed in narrow gauge gazette by oh okay Bob brown
2: that's a yeah, great little was, magazine
1: that was, that was really cool to have that done i mean so and then you have uh
2: yeah. the, you have the uh narrow gauge switch tower which i really like too because it's got a very unique a uh, unique shape to it i, don't know, I really yeah, like the, the one.
1: that one now there's another story. there's always a seems like there's a story behind my kit
2: and that's what makes that them great.
1: one was scratch built by al judy oh yeah and yeah al, al, judy, al judy's very well known within the on30 community and he's an amazing and, yep. right and he had so many people ask him for that kit that mm-hmm. he said to me why don't you why don't you do it as a kit and so he sent me the drawings and i did and i modified it a little bit i ended up putting taking one of my uh, outside staircases and built that into the roof system. So but yeah, that is it, um, awesome. Yeah, I, I I would say the only with that tip, I'm not happy with the the work I did on the roof, the metal roof. It's just it's not it's overdone. It's too too weathered, too rusty.
2: Too rusty. Okay. Well, that's a matter of opinion.
0: <laughs>
1: first of all,
2: because we are yeah. rust, we are rust freaks at HSK Customs, and we rust a lot of stuff up. And I think that's a, that's a, I think that's a, something that you know. There's people that are really into heavy weathering, and then there's people that aren't. That's a, that the whole building on your pictures is a heavily weathered model, but that doesn't mean they have to build it that way. I mean, obviously. That's right. Yeah.
1: yeah, but some people—you'd be surprised. Some people, man, they want to build it exactly like you build it.
2: Yeah, and they yeah.
1: get up—they get upset if they can't. Yeah, and, and actually, they may not even attempt it because they're worried or afraid. Yeah, so.
2: yeah, and that's the same. I mean, you gotta—you gotta take the plunge and jump in and just go to it. And the only one we—we yeah. said it a million times, uh, Brett and I both said that, um, you know. The only one you need to please in this hobby is yourself. Right. I mean, Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Unless yep. you have a layout that you're working on with your dad or your son, then you got to <laughs> worry about the other person. No, I'm just kidding.
2: Well, I promised uh, well, Mark I- here that we would give him, uh, when we get the thing up and running, that we'll get Mark down there to check it out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. Close
1: enough. <laughs> We're getting close. I
0: love- no, I mean, he's close enough.
1: I love going to see people. I like going to see people's work. <laughs> so, I belong I belong to an operating group that's down in Maryland. It's an O N thirty operating group and we get together once a month. And that this guy, his name is Steve Fisher, mm-hmm. and he has the whole basement of his house is oh. a railroad. And <laughs> it's not you know, it's not the three thousand square feet that Howard has, but it's probably fifteen hundred
2: my word it's amazing how how you can you can see that and you're going what do they even do they leave i got you know i i know many people that have uh layouts that are huge like that and and you see them and they're remarkable uh the detail and and uh the time they put into it the hand laid track and and i'm thinking to myself oh, do yeah. they, do they even leave their house? I mean, when they come out, do they, <laughs> so they look like little moles with their eyes all squinted? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a word. I agree. I uh, know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> they, go, they go out and it's like vampires when they see the sun hits them or something.
1: Uh, <laughs> we, we talked so about that thing, many times. One thing about starting a business like Foggy Mountain Models is it takes a lot of time away from working on your own railroad <laughs> we we're, we're we
2: don't we don't have a business that, that like that per se uh but we can relate uh doing this oh, podcast yeah. and doing the uh the, the the content and writing articles and everything else and then when you finally sit down to do your own you do it and you
0: sit there for like an hour or two on a week well and you're i like, think it started that way it's it definitely yeah. started that way but we're starting the transition and I guess the luxury for us where we didn't realize it at first was we were thinking that the content was separate from what we do. Mm-hmm. And now we're able to, and I'm, this isn't that's about right. us, this is about you guys, but now we're able to actually look at what we're working on in the middle of something that we're working on and go, hey, that's a neat idea for an article. And then while we're working on it, we're kind of writing an article at the same time or we're working on a video yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So we've so tried
1: to blend it together.
0: Yeah, so we've tried to work smarter with it. Work smarter, not harder, kind of thing, but uh, it's,
2: it's, it's still ultimately choose your time. In we, in yeah, particular, I guess mean, uh, yeah. we, yeah. I this week we had the live build, so we had, you know, Jason was on, and then you were on, and then I was on, and each one of us monitors the other one while we're doing the builds, and then on, you know, then now the fourth night in a row we're here with uh, Mark doing the, the podcast. Well, and, and I'll be editing uh,
0: it until what time? now? Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. So
2: our time, our time during this but, thing, you know, is but he, but it
0: goes back to what what Mark was saying was uh you know it right. just it it it's a balance of time. Like what do you want to do? Yeah. What do you have to do? Yeah.
2: yeah, I'm not complaining. I love doing it. I talk
1: I'll talk well, a railroad all day. It's it's a great hobby, and you you get to meet some extraordinary people. It's mm-hmm.
0: fun. That's what's fun about it.
1: Yeah. I
0: mean, I don't they're think you can. Burn they're it.
1: like a family. They're like a family. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, you got all these people are making these kits Mm -hmm. and they're, they're all helping each other out.
2: Yeah. And so every one of them, I noticed it at the expo and I noticed it when I went down to Timonio the other week and I saw you and you all have your boot, your, your booze in a circle and you had you and, um, um, Steve
1: Milley, Dave, yeah. Dave Millie, Yeah. Uh, and Kenny Jim and Koshoon. Right. Bill, Bill Sartori. Yep, yep, and and Trump, yeah. Yeah.
2: And and Jeff. It was and, and you were, and it was cool because, you know, you're all selling say you know, selling kits and but so you're kind of competitors, but you're not really. Because everybody's buddies and they're friends and they help each other out, like you said. And you could, it, you could tell when we went there, we had a great time. We clowned and joked with every one of you guys. And yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's, it, it is that way. in. And I won't say that it's that way in all of, all of model railroading necessarily, um, but I know that it is in the fine-scale craftsman model railroading. It, it, is a, it is a community,
1: you know?
0: Yep. Definitely so. is. But well,
1: we're going to do that again. We're doing that again at the upcoming Timonium show in April. Yes, And so it's going to be the same group of people except we're adding Jimmy Denigan with railroad kits and a bar mills is going to be there too.
2: Right. Yeah. And, uh, so,
1: and Seaport model works. Yeah. And Seaport model works. I forgot. About so, Bruce. I'm I
0: excited like Bruce to see. Yeah. There. I'm excited to see Bruce again. I like talking to Bruce. I like talking to everyone, but Bruce is Bruce is a funny guy. I like talking to, the to
1: Bruce. The quality of his stuff is unbelievable (laughs) Uh, it definitely is
2: and and he knows his history on his boat it's on my word
0: that guy Um, yeah that guy you ask him one question about a a model boat and and they're they're, i mean they're that could potentially take up your afternoon because it's he's a wealth of information on on boats and he just loves to talk about it so it's it's a it's awesome to it's awesome when you get talking to him
2: and jimmy is a funny funny man oh yeah so (laughs) (laughs) But they yeah, all are.
0: Everyone is.
2: Right. We're gonna. We're
1: definitely. Brett and I will be down. Are you guys all gonna be and, kind uh, of
0: congregated again, like you were before? Cause that that was fun. Yeah.
1: We're all in. We're all in the same area. Oh, big nice. Circle, and then Bar Mills is on on the end there. It's gonna Bar- be I'm like a. Yep. So
0: it's gonna be like like the last Timonium show, but but a little a couple extra bigger. people.
1: Even bigger, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: I like I like how you guys. I, I like, like how. Things, uh, I like how that group was all together because it was kinda kinda like the, the... Well, we're
1: all we're all friends. Yeah. You know? We're all friends. It was good. All, you know, really we we like last time Jim had that Union Bridge station just just released for the for Western yeah. Maryland and,
0: that was and, that and one and he had, had down over. there was o, was O scale, right?
1: Well um, Jim think... Koshun's was H.O. That was Union Bridge. Yeah. And But Jeff had the O scale Elkins.
0: Station. Oh, that's what it okay. was. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: That's okay.
1: awesome. Now, um... now.
0: The hardest
1: the hardest part that for me, because I focus on or have been focusing on ON30, mm. is finding appropriate buildings that will that fit into that on thirty. Yeah. Type of layout. Right. Because you're not gonna you're not gonna do you know, uh, big towns or big factories or anything. You got to do little things, right. small things. So, and you're, yeah. you're talking about you know, late 1890s to you know 1930 or 40 at the latest.
0: Yeah. So, right. Well, and, and, and I love, and like you I talk, love that
1: small. It, you have a small signal tower,
2: and let me let me tell everybody the prices on your. And we're not going to get into the prices. I'm not going to list prices here or nothing. But the prices are very reasonable. In fact, uh, some of them are just awesome. You know, they're all awesome prices. But some of them are, uh, I'll just say, you know, under the 35, 40 range, and uh, you know, in, in a really, really, really cool. Cool buildings. Uh, the small signal tower I'm looking at right now, um, it, it reminds me a lot of the Atlas signal single, single tower, except way more detail. The shingle roof. Well, you know,
1: that's it's interesting that you say that because that Ravel Atlas, you, you know, they're all they were all in that era. Mm-hmm. That was originally a Revell plastic HO kit. Huh. Oh. And I tra- and it went from Revell to AHM to Concord, and now it's owned by a company down in Texas called U.S. Hobby. Okay. So I tracked them down, and I asked them, I said, could I, I'd like to do that in O-scale, could I do it? And they said, well, you need to talk to so-and-so, mm-hmm. and they gave me his phone number. And it, I looked at it, it was a 302 area code, which right. is Delaware. Mm-hmm. And so I called the guy. He lives six miles from my house, <laughs> and he says, "Yeah, go ahead and do it." And I said, "Well, you know, send me an email that says it's okay for me to do that." <laughs> oh, that's so cool. That's, that's where that that uh that came. I took it. I had the HO model sitting right by it, side by All side, right. and and built this one just like it.
2: Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, and I love I love it. I love signal towers. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about signal towers that I'm not even a. But no offense. I'm not. I'm not a big railroad guy. Okay. I love railroad. I love model railroad. You know, I love doing the scenery and stuff like that. And what I don't know much about trains. I'm, I will admit it. We talked about that before. Um, but some about
1: signal towers, I just think are really cool structures. And uh, well, the the thing is, is Like I said, how difficult it is in the ON-30 market, that building and the switch tower Mm -hmm. have been the least sellers because they just don't fit on an ON-30 layout. Oh. And so I haven't sold very many of those at all. Now, I probably sold less than five of those um, signal towers.
0: Oh,
1: my. And the same with the the signal tower or the but still, I've sold over fifty of those kits.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Because
1: that is universal. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, we got somebody upset up there.
0: Yeah, we got a crying. We got a crying. Too. Crying baby.
2: Crying grandchild. Okay, so now one of the you also have some uh, enclosed um, staircases. Um, I, pretty cool.
0: Bert, I personally am in love with the the blue. Is it blue? It's a darker one. It's blue, yeah. I think. Or it's it's,
1: uh, it, it's black. It's tar paper.
0: Yeah, yeah. It has like yeah. sorry, yeah. it had a, a like a a navy hue in my monitor. But that one, that one yeah. is my favorite. I, it's just so ragtag looking. I love it.
1: <laughs> well, you know, you you can't you can't find. I love outside staircases because I think it just. Speaks to that era. Oh yeah. Early 90s.
0: And there's so few of them. And
1: nobody made an O scale kit. You can get HO ones because Bar Mills makes them. Yeah. Jeff Grove makes them. But nobody made an O scale one, and so I made those. One is the board and batten, and the other one is tarp paper.
0: And you you said two. And you said oh, so it's, it's a two pack.
1: Yeah, you get two staircases in each pit on a a each side of the building, depending on which way you want it, you what side you want it on.
0: Ooh. What's really cool about them is at the end here, you were saying that they're, you know, they're compatible with OS and ON30 scale scale railroads. So it's not like yeah. they're, yep, they're not are. just one scale. I mean, you're, you're covering a pretty wide range of, of options for people. That's yeah. what's even cooler.
2: Now, now um well let's uh let's get into you have some something new that's on the on the on your workbench that you're getting ready to to push here so you were yep. kind of hitting to me on the phone about it so why don't you uh clue us all in on what that's all about?
1: Well, we've talked about it a little bit here today in that the O n 30 market is not a real big market
0: for craftsman stuff and so- especially.
1: Right, but because you're you're gonna you know you're gonna sell twenty to fifty kits, and mm-hmm. and um, so everybody was telling me you need to if you want to sell kits you need to make an HO kit. So right. again, I saw online a example of a kit that was scratch built, and this was built by a game a guy named Dave Rouse. Mm-hmm. And he's a Canadian. And um, he, I called him up and I said, I'd really like to do that as a kit. He said, I'll send you the pictures. Huh. Go ahead. And so it's a Victorian station
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's going to come out in, I'm going to have it at the Timonium show and it'll come out in HO and O.
0: Oh, that's and sweet. That's
1: my, first, that's my first HO kit. Nice. Oh,
0: that's fantastic
1: that'll fit
2: really well in h o oh yeah definitely so it's, a, it's a gorgeous gorgeous little building now you sent you sent us some photos to check out and um and I shared them tonight with Brett and uh, yeah it, it's it, it is really 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 pretty cool and it's 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 like a wayside little wayside station as well um I, uh, I am
0: currently trying to bring up these photos because I uh, uh, okay. Because of my internet issue tonight.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll kind of describe here. What I, well, I see.
0: I'll have them up here in a second.
2: Okay. But um, yeah, I mean, and I love the uh, the, the station house. Is the station is
1: beautiful. Um, well, you know, I think the secret to a good kit, and mm-hmm. I think you see you see this in Doug Scow's kits all the time is the roof lines. Yes. You, gotta, you have to have a creative, unusual, good looking roof line
0: on mm-hmm. a building
1: to make it popular. Yeah. And that I think this one has some real neat looking roof lines.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely on the station and, tower. Uh, it looks really, really sweet. The uh, the windows, it's not just it's oh, the yeah. roof line, it's nice. It looks like you use a fish, is that their fish scale? Um, the fish scale shingles
0: and right. um,
2: and it, will, will that will that be part of the kit the fish scale single shingles
1: oh yeah yeah okay. they're they're supposed to look like um slate right um, right fish scale signals.
2: yeah they're shingles. they're they are they're cool now the doors are unique and the doors and windows have a really unique yeah. shape are they are they laser cut or
1: or they're are they laser cut. Oh wow! Now they're laser cut, and the nice. way, this the, the um, decorative railing on the on the peaks of the roof.
0: Mm-hmm. Correct.
1: That's all. That's all laser cut too. Oh nice. Oh, man! Yeah. yeah, that's sharp.
2: That is definitely sharp. I love that. Yeah, it's good. That's a really nice kit. I mean, the I lo- now the walls. The walls are like, a, is that a stucco?
1: Well, it's. Yeah, it's a stucco, um, and it's made out of illustration board. And Mm -hmm. it's got that wood wood wainscoting on the bottom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see the wainscoting?
2: I love the wood wainscoting. It's a very attractive kit.
1: What do you think of uh, that chimney?
2: The chimney. I was just going to say about the chimney. I love it. You don't see them very often anywhere. and That's just kind of a thing on top of a roof that eye pops and catches people's attention.
1: Well, it's, it's got that Victorian sort of style to it. Yeah. And I I had, the, the first ones I looked at were just normal, straight brick chimneys. Uh-huh. And then um, a friend of mine, Dave Myers, he... Um, gator Dave. He's up in from... Gator Dave.
0: Gator yeah, Dave, yeah,
1: yep. And he sell, he's primarily sells gator foam,
2: uh-huh. And, uh-huh.
1: but he's now... He's doing some castings and he agreed to do some for me. Oh, so uh,
0: so is this a the, is this a new think, this is a new casting, right?
1: Um not in HO.
0: Oh that okay. was a
1: casting he had. Um I know he does it for Jeff too. Mm-hmm. Well um, I'll be honest with
2: you, I haven't seen that kind of chimney in on a kit in a long time. I don't know if I've ever he, seen a chimney like that. Well, I love
1: it. He's actually building the O scale master tonight for me for the O scale version. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 you almost, you know, we go back to, um, if you go back and you look at Parsonville, mm-hmm. there's a little telephone call box that is on um, the side of that building. That up. is a that was a unique casting. Oh yeah. Yeah. I drew that up and I gave it to a friend in Baltimore named Gary Sarone and Gary runs a company called GC design group. And he sells castings. Um, he's got his own website and he sells them on eBay and, but he built the master for that. And, and, um, so that's a unique casting to that building and it's the same yeah. way in the in the switch tower the green building uh-huh there's a there's a 250 gallon oil tank on the back side of that and that was uh, a um, original casting that he did for me oh yeah that building.
2: oh wow so, I mean, that's cool i mean i love those kind of details they're unique. Well, and in, they're o,
1: well thought in, out. in O scale, in O scale, you have to almost go out and make the ones because mm-hmm. you know you don't have all the castings that are available that are in HO. Right. Now, in but, but even in,
2: regardless of what scale it is, um, the, the kits that really, really appeal to me are the ones that do offer. Uh, the details and castings that you don't see in every single kit i mean yeah, there some, there some, yeah, there's some there's some yeah definitely something unique about it and that that just says well designed work and that, that's what i'm
1: seeing right here uh, this is pretty cool well, the, the, the other mm-hmm. the other picture i sent you right is another new kit that i'm issuing um, at timonium and that one is called the Snaggletooth Yard Office. Um, uh-huh. So the story behind that one, I told you there's a story to everyone, is um, that if you look at it, it looks very similar to the first kit that I did, the Grove Junction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a guy up in Canada, um, his name, is, and, and they belong to a group called the Dirty 30, which is, an ON-30 group. And yeah. um, Peter Grant um, took Jeff's building that he got as a gift, you know, the freebie, mm-hmm. and he narrowed it down so it will fit in between two tracks.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I so, was just going to say that. It looks like a perfect way to do that.
1: And then he added that window on the back. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, so I... He was at Timonium and I asked him if I could do it and he said, Yeah, and so I'm gonna come out with that one and even though it's similar, it's different. Right. It's got the wind, it's got the window, it's sitting on railroad ties. Yeah. And so it's uh I I really like that kill. Well, I really like yeah, it too. I mean, it's
2: definitely unique. I it's, love that it sits on railroad ties.
1: Yeah, and, and the picture I sent you is not complete because mm-hmm. um it's going to have a smoke jack on the side of it. It's going to have a telephone. It'll have a telephone call box. Right. And uh, I think the one I sent you has the ladder on the side. It does. Yep. Yeah. That's all laser cut.
2: I thought you were going to tell me the guy's name in Canada was snaggled. (laughs) And I was like,
1: oh, man, really? that's That's the name of his railroad. Very cool. Like man, don't tell amazing. me his name's
0: Snaggletooth,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is but so I like, cool. I like to, you know, when somebody does that for you, it gives you something like that. I like to name it after them.
2: Yeah, yeah of that's, course. That's, that's awesome.
1: And, and you know, th- th-
2: again, I will reiterate what we talked about earlier here a while back was um, that this particular kit, like you said, fits in between perfectly in between. You know, uh, two two tracks, which is a, a tough space to put any detail on, and, and you can only put so much grass and gravel and dirt down in between the tracks. You know, and somewhere along the lines, you need to add some kind of detail, and uh, this that's
1: is only, a, that's only an inch and a half wide. That wow! Wow!
2: Now that's uh, crazy. It's a yard office. I mean, that's another that's another structure that's so Underdone is is yard offices i don't
1: see many. that's in that's in know scale mm-hmm. so you think i should do it you think i should do it in ho well hell yeah <laughs> 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 what,
2: what do you think we're gonna say to that come on but, that's, yeah
0: that's just it's, it's such a cool Look, little building as well that uh you know it can be kind of like you said like a, yeah,
2: like, a, like a two-nighter kit you know, have some yeah. fun with it and, and uh, you can put it in any, and detail.
0: you can and you can pop it in anywhere.
1: Yeah. Well that's you know, I had a, a friend out in Washington named Mark Clemens, and um, he's an O scaler and uh but he had never built a craftsman kit ever. Yeah. And I said, Well you I sent him one of the um first ones, the uh uh, Grove Junction, and I said this one's an easy one to, break, to cut your teeth on. Right, so. and it's a
2: great price. Uh, I'm I'm gonna break the, I'm gonna break what I said earlier. I mean, the Grove Junction <laughs> kit is twenty five fifty for a neat little structure like that. I love it. You can even make that roof like dilapidated if you wanted to. That would be that. That's a really cool. That's a cool little you know trackside structure. Right now, one one of the things we're doing is we, um, Mark, is what we do is we're build our layout is, uh, it's a city. I mean, we're building a, uh, you know, a detailed block by block, jam packed, cram tight city. But the track on and on the layout around the outside, um, you know, it, 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 it we're gonna we're gonna need some side, you know, track side type structures. Yeah, yeah. for for a yard, for a rail yard, and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, it's so not
1: those, all city. Those trackside structures are whether you're in the city or you're not in the city.
2: Yeah, exactly. You can
1: use them anywhere. Yep. You know, that's
2: that's what's cool about them. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm really interested in that. I'm also interested if you got if you if you did the uh, enclosed uh, staircases. That's that's in h o But you know. So, well
1: listen. Jeff already
2: does his Jeff, Jeff already does Yeah. You don't want to step on his stairs. Nope. Not but, at all. But uh and, and, and that's a that's a really cool um I'm glad to do doing HO. Now, do you plan on breaking out from uh beyond that to do some more HO stuff?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think we'll see how this one goes over. All right. But uh I enjoy I enjoyed doing it and We'll see if I get enough sales to generate. That's the that's the idea. That so well because the first... it, it's 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 expensive. I mean, you, oh, I'm you, sure a laser a laser costs you thirty thousand dollars for a brand new laser. Right. So yeah, I mean, and, and, and
2: the thing hard. is, obviously, you have you have um uh you only you you can only. You don't want to get too far ahead of yourself either you know making a bunch of kits and then having them just sit there on a shelf and you're not moving them <laughs> right i mean, I mean right. Now, now you're eating this stuff and <laughs> i mean but okay well, so it, that's, you know, a, that's a wise it, way
1: and the, the the one of the reasons i shied away from going to ho was the inventory of parts that you have to keep on hand to be able to build these things, right?
0: Yeah, and
1: right. now, now, when we're, now that we're laser cutting the windows, in, mm-hmm. and some kits like the the little station to station or yard office, that's right. got a that's got a teaching window in. It. Yeah, yeah. But but when some of my kits and, and some of the other guys too are doing laser cut windows and doors, right? And that gives, that gives you a lot more flexibility from it
2: from maintaining an inventory of right parts. sure sure you can just laser cut it as you need them i know that uh some yep. of the kit manufacturers out there will if they get requests for them they'll they laser cut the kit and put it together and ship it out that way they're not sitting on top of a bunch of boxes in their in their house and their wife is uh don't their case <laughs> in their, their room you know i mean obviously, everybody yeah. runs into that so um yeah, you know, and that's great. I mean, and plus, in my opinion, and I'm, I'm sure Brett will concur, is the laser-cut windows and doors. They just look really cool detail-wise, and they're so much more I mean, fun. I think, oh yeah, I
1: think
2: they do too. Now, yeah, no, and I'm not knocking very... Titchy. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to do that because I uh, I love Titchy windows too. I mean, they they work fine, uh, and they've been the mainstay for a lot of kits for a long time, but um, and, and they had their place. I mean, you can't, you know, you got to be able to vary windows. And there's some, there's probably some windows that you want to, to keep as titchy, you know? Um, I but, agree. I agree. But,
1: yeah. Well, you know, th- those windows, they're like, there's like seven or eight parts when mm-hmm. you put, put together a laser cut window. Yeah. And seven or eight parts in an HO window gets to be. A challenge. Yeah. Oh,
2: absolutely. I I, so, I put together a kit um, by uh, Foscale models that, that uh, Doug Fiscali put together, and it, it was uh, the, it was called the ideal hosiery. It was H scale, and that whole storefront that he had entirely was. Now, I put some other laser cut storefronts together, and they turned out you know, spectacular. But this one was a, it was it wasn't hard. It was just a lot of little tiny detail parts that layered and layered and layered upon themselves until it was three-dimensional in a way that had it looked like it was shaped. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked like oh, it, was, yeah. it looked like it was laid and shaped and everything else. and I was really, really impressed. In fact, of all the storefronts I've built, that was probably the most fun I've had One together. And it was it was tedious and time-consuming, but it wasn't hard. But when I was done, I I felt like a pride, and I didn't just take a plastic a plastic storefront and slap it on the front. You know, it was something that I built, yep. and yep. Yep. I, I had I, I had a great sense of accomplishment when I got it all done. I said, you know what, I did each individual little piece, and this is what it came out to. You see the result, and you're like, that's cool, you know. A lot can be done with laser cut. It definitely is,
1: and 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 the secret is the layering. Yeah, that's exactly. It did, it giving you that dimension. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, that's so cool.
0: the now, other, The, the um, other thing I like about laser cut windows and doors and and literally any detail part that goes on the side of a building that's laser cut is the fact that. Kit by kit, they can be different too. So when you do a bunch of stuff and after a while it's titchy windows and titchy doors and titchy windows over and over again on, on a kit, they start to look like titchy windows on every single building. They start; It's the same windows, you know? Well, and, I think
2: that's partly because Great Lines now well, no longer in business. So, it, yeah.
0: And and there's some factors that play into that, I understand. But yeah. the fun thing about uh, the laser cut stuff is, is every – the potential to have a different – even if it's a uh, you know, whatever the same number of panes in the window, you can still change them up a little bit window by window. I mean, kit oh, yeah. by kit, because mm-hmm. you're cutting custom almost for every single kit rather yeah. than titchy. Uh,
1: I think I think there's a place for both. There are. And, and, um,
0: Don't get me wrong. Sometimes, sometimes when it's a, a bigger build and it's full of laser-cut windows, after a while you're like, ah tired of putting all these laser cut windows can can i just hit these with some spray paint and throw them in like titchy windows but then at the same time (laughs) on smaller builds they look great when it's laser cut ones or there's there's some other applications
2: and because it's a smaller build with a laser cut window it's gonna it's going to draw immediate attention and not be lost right you know which will be cool so now so we covered a lot of the buildings and such yeah and what i want to get onto is one of the products that you sell that we absolutely went crazy with we love it and that is your um your brick your paper brick sheets and um stone cut sheets in fact i'm going to reach over here real quick so i actually want to i actually want
0: to um divert from actually talking about the i mean we're going to talk about the product of it but i want to talk about the application of them yeah, what more. we did with them. So yeah. I think the, what you're offering on your site for those is so, and I know we've actually turned a couple people on to using them um, mm-hmm. from our show, um, so like less about the sales side of it, but more about the versatility of this paper product that you have. Um, I just think it's I think it's yeah, awesome. I,
1: it's, I think it's amazing stuff. and. I, um,
0: and it's so deep like the depth of when you think when you tell people it's paper the depth of it is deceiving
1: yeah, yeah if you
2: tell people it's paper they're going to go eh, there's probably like 10 of those companies out there to do that you know and they're looking they're thinking some kind of flat paper this stuff is textured
1: yeah it's a textured paper but it's not an embossed paper so if each mm-hmm. individual brick or each individual stone is not embossed
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it's sure the image is so good the photographic image of that stone and brick is right. so good and the texture it fools your eye to think that it's oh yeah embossed.
2: yeah i have a sheet of it in my hand right now and it's it's the uh black and re- it's the red it's the brick it has the black brick in it and oh yeah man that's, and it, that's my that's my favorite. Oh, that's a, it's so cool. I don't even know if I have a favorite. I mean, <laughs> and now these come in H O N O scale, which is cool. And right. you know, last time I saw you, I picked up some of your O scale, um, because I'm going to use them. There, it's a stone. It's a stone cut. It was just Brett wanted to talk about application. It's um, it's like a random stone cut, you know, and uh, or I guess it's cut stone, cut stack stone. Because uh, they're all pretty square, so it's not random cut, but I uh, guess yeah, it is random.
1: Well, it can be, uh, um, you know, it's perfect for, you know, stone walls mm-hmm. um, and for abutments, bridge abutments, right? And the um, the brick, a lot of guys use the brick for foundations, mm-hmm. um, around the bottom of your of the building. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there's the you talked about the cut stone. Then there's another one that's sack stone, right? And uh, we've I've seen that being used on old mills mm-hmm. for for the wall for wall sections, right? Um, and for the stone like around where a uh, I, like where the water wheel would be. Yeah.
2: So, well, I'm going to use
1: I the O scale. Oh, sorry. There's a guy in australia his name is mario rapinette and um yes i know he, who he is yeah he uses it and he's really an amazing artist
2: he is he's he awesome
1: built, he built a whole engine house out of <laughs> uh, the stone sheet and
2: yeah, he's a he's an amazing modeler. And, and he uses them now i i he just contacted me last week you know i i built that uh, that I don't know if you saw the apartment building I built, the blue one, and I put a big yep. red billboard on top. And he contacted me, and asking if he could have uh, where I got the graphic and if I have it, could I send it to him? Which I did. Uh, he's a he's a hell of a modeler. and um, he he is. Yeah. Um, now the like I said, you get these in O scale uh I got the I got the I got a, a lot of HO scale on it before, but mm-hmm. I picked up the other scale from you, so I can I'm going to use it. It's a random cut stone, and I'm going to use it on uh, a lighthouse. I had I actually had lighthouse, and I'm you know the 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 tower, and this is going to wrap around it, and I'm going to cut the holes out on it all. And it's going to look spectacular. Yeah. Well, one of the cool things about it, since we're talking about how to apply it, uh I did a a couple months back, I did a uh a lumber mill. And um I took a Foss scale structure and uh it was Groves Woodcrafters of all people. and Doug named it after that's the other cool thing. Everybody names their kids after each other. And um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh it, it was called Groves uh Groves Woodcrafters and I Combined it with a, a lumber mill kit from Keystone, uh, Keystone Model Works, and um, who's out of business. But it, I, I put them together and uh, made my own twist to it and everything. I put a foundation around the bottom using the stone, uh, the random cut stone, and I gotta tell you, when you put it on, it, you try, you get to the corners, it messes almost perfectly. You, I couldn't. You couldn't even tell when I was done, that there was a seam where the corners met. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, it. Could you, Brett?
0: No, I couldn't. And
2: you know how much work that took me to make that happen?
0: Little or none. None.
2: None. Right. none. It just worked. And it was like, it's, It was so. That's,
1: that's easy the number. Work. That's the biggest question I get about the paper is, how do you hide the seam? And so I, I, I don't know where you or somebody else at Timonium. I just put two sheets together, so just mm-hmm. laid them there on the paper. I said, "Tell me where the seam is."
2: Yeah, so you couldn't see it. Yeah, I had no problem hiding the seam. It was you couldn't find it.
0: I even have yeah, the seam. It and 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 the, the more difficult thing sometimes is the seam on the corners. Yeah. And um, well, I
1: think it's it's better to wrap the corners. Yes, with this, that's. I was just going to say. And this scene you you it's sort of counterintuitive. You'd think yeah. you'd hide it at a corner. Right. No, you wanna h- I, I've, you fa- wanna I've found that.
0: You wanna you wanna hide it in the yep. middle of a straight part of their wall. Yep. Um yep. or even better, um, obviously, if you have the if you have the luxury of hiding it behind like a dock a loading dock or some kind of detail part, um, that's even that's even better. But uh, there was a building um, when I did when I did the Tucker Factory from um, that's another Carolina Craftsman kit from Jeff. Yep. Um, uh, I did a couple of them where they met in the center, and there was nowhere to hide that seam. But I just put a piece of wood behind it and just glued them real tight and close together, and you can't even see it. And I didn't yep. even have, I didn't have to hide yep. it with a detail part. It just it just looks great. Yep. So that's that is the it's nice amazing. thing about those.
1: Yeah. It is amazing stuff, and and um, I don't. I think it's reasonable. Um, so oh, it's definitely a reasonable but, price. You don't need yeah, much I really, either. No, I mean I. So we sell it in uh, or I sell it in eight and a half by eleven sheets. Mm-hmm. So you know if you're using it for a foundation, that's a lot of foundation. It is
0: yeah. now. I will say I. I'm actually using it on. Um, and I'll shoot you some pictures here um me maybe tomorrow night or sometime this weekend to show you how i'm using it for some retaining wall some taller retaining walls that are actually on the layout versus uh for a structure and that's the nice thing with the with the larger either the larger h o scale um uh like the random cut stone or the uh i'm guessing even for a retaining wall you might be able to go with some of the smaller looking uh larger o scale stuff right um the they they works great for retaining walls too on your layout. If you have a edge of your city, like for us, we have a lot of edges of our city that drop down over some track, and we my dad and I have right. used it. Why well, my dad and I have used it for retaining walls or city walls too, and it works great for that.
1: Yeah. What are you guys What are you guys using to attach it?
0: <laughs> Wood glue.
1: Yep.
0: I just put I some.
1: Use, I it'll, that'll work like. uh Elmer's wood glue or tight bond or yep I use uh, I use Eileens a lot
0: yeah well we would use Eileens but we it takes wood wood us wood wood <laughs> We would use Eileens but it, would t- it takes us 45 minutes to get a little dropout in the winter
1: <laughs> you know they they came out with the neatest thing they now have a bottle that stands upside down huh the lid is on the bottom so the glue is always at the tip.
0: Huh. Whoa. Okay, well.
1: that'd, well, be, that'd be awesome. I'm going to have to look for that.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to rethink our Let's... use of aliens here.
1: <laughs> I found that at, I think it was at Michael's or
0: Joanne's or somebody. And huh. I was like, man,
1: that is because, you know, you, you go and you grab your glue bottle and you go to turn it up and you got to wait for the glue to get to the knot. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's ridiculous. We're laying our bottles on their sides just so we can speed yep. up using them. And But, um, yeah, th- now this, like I said, this we when you see our layout eventually, you will see how much of the paper product we have actually used uh, for, uh, you know, retaining walls, but not just, like, big, giant retaining walls, like short one- or two-inch high retaining walls that separate, you know, levels of the city yeah and um, you know or, or along or along the foundation of a of a building um, um yeah it, it, it's 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 so easy to work with it's so realistic um you can use it and not worry about repetitiveness because you have you have several different types of brick available so it's not just like brick you know like brick sheets that come you know people when we're talking about these these sheets don't get this in your head Number one, it's a paper product, and ooh, you know, uh, I, you know, it's going to be this flat thing. When we well, say it's textured, you put your hand on it, you can feel it, and when you see it, it looks like the brick is popping out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really does. And like I said, it's, but the other thing is, we've all, I've bought many different types of brick sheets and everything else, and, uh, you know, and I've, the styrene brick sheets. I'm never going. Yep. I'm never going back to that stuff. Um, no offense to the, to people who make that, but <laughs> it's not when not when you have
1: this variety of different types of brick to here. Right. Um, and uh, it, have you have you seen some of it when they after somebody's weathered it too? Yeah.
2: It really oh yeah. Takes,
1: takes takes weathering chalks really well and really looks good. Yeah, we did that too. So I mean, so there is there's three different kinds of brick. Three different mm-hmm. styles, and two two kinds of stone, yeah.
2: currently. And you can see them online on his website. Uh, that's FoggyMountainModels.com. You definitely got to go there and check it out. It, and what you see when you look at them, think it's, you know when I ordered them from you the first time, I saw I saw first of all I saw them on Brett's kit, so I knew what they were like, okay? Because he had he built that one from Jeff, okay? But when I saw, uh, I asked Jeff where 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 I could get that paper, and Jeff gave me the, the link to your site, and I contacted you. And that's the first time that I, I, I dealt with you, and I, pulled, yeah. I ordered a bunch. I mean, I ordered a whole mess of sheets, and um, I ordered a little bit of everything, and uh, and I I was waiting for it to come, thinking, ah, let's see what it looks like when it gets here, because I've bought sheets like <laughs> this before. You know, and they're, yeah, you know, you're, you're, you get, you get them, and you're disappointed. I pulled them out, and I was like, s- pulling them out at the dining room table that afternoon, uh, as it came in the mail, and I, <laughs> I contacted uh, Brett with I, started taking photos by text and shooting them doing one. Look at this stuff! Look at this stuff! It, it was, it was insane. So, uh, but the application of them is so easy. It's just. It's we use just regular wood glue, but I actually use some Eileen's as well, Brett. On it and the Eileen's works uh-huh. as well. Um So I mean, it's it's just it's very easy to apply. And, right. Uh, yeah.
1: And I've I've even heard people use um, transfer tape too.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that.
1: Sure.
0: Yeah. So uh, that works well too. So you you we've talked a lot about your kits Mark and um I wanted to kind of transfer into oh wow my hat just fell off sorry I was itching my head and it anyways um I wanted to transfer over to uh kind of your your modeling side so do you do a lot of modeling for yourself as well um is this something
1: Yeah I have I have a railroad here uh-huh. in, in... My at my house that I work on and less now than I used to. Yeah. But um, you know it's it's interesting. I I was one of these guys, typical model railroader. Bought a lot of kits.
0: Mm-hmm. If
1: you look in my closet. I've got a lot of kits stacked <laughs> up. And I had this kit paralysis that because you knew the kit was worth more in the box right. than it was put together yeah right. and and I was intimidated to do it to <laughs> to put it together right cuz cuz you know I idolized George Silios and mm-hmm. Doug Foscali and those guys and you know I'm a, unfortunately I'm a perfectionist huh. I'm never, I'm never satisfied. In fact, Jeff is always telling me when I'm developing a kit and I'm asking him questions, and he keeps saying, "You're overthinking this."
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I I really enjoy, and and the way I don't know whether your your listeners would be interested, but the way we do this, or way Jeff taught me to do it, because he's the one who taught, me, is we design this thing on the computer using Corel draw. Then we'll cut it out using chipboard, which is the same kind of cardboard that's in a cereal box. Uh-huh. And you put it put it together with the building together out of chipboard to see if the sizes and all work. Oh, I didn't know that. Because it's that's cheap. We're not cutting wood. Right, and right. Once you get it once you get it built in chipboard and you're okay with it then you'll go ahead the next step and cut it in in the wood or illustration board or, or sure. um, whatever material you're, you're going to use.
2: Oh so, I did not know that they, that's how you guys did it when you designed them that's that's a really cool fact to know. That yeah, makes sense so.
1: he, At least that's the way I know that's the way Jeff did it and that's the way he taught me. I don't know whether that's the way everybody else does it.
2: Right. Did you ever design one or a couple uh, just for yourself, where you laser cut them and then just for you, only you, I did it. You know, you build it in Corel and print it out or laser cut it out and build it.
1: I haven't yet. (laughs) Uh, I always, I always thought because I'm so busy doing other things, but I always thought there was a. What a market for where somebody like you designs a building you want,
2: uh, and when
1: you give you give somebody like me or Jeff or somebody huh. that has a laser, and we custom cut. That's uh, what I would call that. Yeah. I always thought there's there's a mark there's got to be a market for that.
0: Yeah. Well, you
2: gotta so. you gotta start start that up, man. Self starter thing on that.
1: Make it happen. Uh, yeah and I I, <laughs> I I cut some I cut some a building the other day for a, a friend that lives close by and I know it's for his layout and uh, he uh, but I don't know I don't know whether he's going to go into business making them as a kid or not but right. it was kind of it was fun working with him side by side and seeing what the product came out to look like so Now now when you it was when a, you I'm oh, sorry go ahead it was a mill and he again he, he and i got to know each other cuz he bought some of my paper <laughs>
2: so now as a modeller as as mark the Miler, what kind of structures do you like to build the most as a modeller
1: i i like like engine houses and i like engine you know train facility buildings are my favorite mm-hmm. right and like engine houses i like sawmills so that's kind of where my my layout is um, a lumber mining layout because it's on thirty and that's what that really that scale does or that yeah. that uh, is suited for. Right. Uh, so I have I have I have a the Danby sawmill for example, but I'm, I modify it to to fit my needs. Danby was the Keystone locomotive. Work. That's yeah,
2: that's um, the one I
1: built. Yep. Right. Right.
2: I modified it too. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: well, and that's what's great about it.
2: Well, the Danby had a ton of, had a ton of really cool little castings. I'm glad that I finally talked to somebody to actually built the thing besides myself. <laughs> I didn't like the fact that, first of all, one of the things I hate to see on a layout—it's just my own personal thing—and I know a lot of people like to do it—is the, the no roof on there. You have to pretend there's a roof or like a a, a wall that's not. You know a wall that you have to pretend is actually there but it's not and so yep. you can see in to see the detail i don't i'm not a big fan of that uh i want to see it completed and then put in i wanted it has such cool castings and such that go with that damby sawmill that was um you know for the lumberyard i mean everything the, the whole the whole track system uh the 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 the, the, the saw itself and you know the, yeah, all, of it, all all the little parts that make a sawmill and I thought this is so cool but then I don't want I don't want my viewer to come up and have to look down into it and, or me pop a top off of it and say, oh hey look down inside you know I, that's not my thing. I want people to come up and say, oh, okay, wow, there it is. So I build it underneath like a, uh, like a pavilion you know with the you know with the yeah. roof with those yeah. sides on it at all and so and then lit it up inside with some microlumina uh lights and and uh got it uh to where you can actually if you look down inside i don't have to pop a lid off of the thing it looks realistic you know i've seen some sawmills uh there's a sawmill near uh, we're off the track here but we uh there's a sawmill (laughs) down in chambersburg pennsylvania right below uh about what how far about half hour from brett uh, and about uh, that, yeah, yeah. There's a there's an old campground there, and um, they have a sawmill, a working sawmill. They they use it, I guess. They they show their people that go to the campground, the family campground, and they they on the weekends they they open up the sawmill. It's all open air like that with a under a pavilion, and I thought that is pretty cool idea. Let's try it that way, and um, yeah, it's uh, it definitely. Uh, definitely the way I went to do it because I wanted to, but I loved I, I wasn't really overly fond of the kit design, but I was very fond of the the, the uh, opportunities that it gets to show show detail work. And uh,
1: yeah. it was it, it well, was I have cool. A kit I have a kit in mind that I wanna do mm-hmm. and it, it it had been done before. Um but I want to do it with my slant on it, and that's the Sutter sawmill. And it mm-hmm. was in Sutter, California, where the gold was discovered.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a water-powered sawmill. Oh. So you've got a water wheel underneath on the bottom floor, and the water flows through the sawmill, and that powers a vertical blade like a, a saw. Oh, cool. The, the, the mill is up on the second floor. Right. And it, I saw this kit. It was done a long time ago um, by Durango Press. And uh, I want to do it in, uh, I think it's be a perfect kit for ON30. Oh, that's so cool. You can still I'll, find I'll it in it the show.
2: Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. That, and you mentioned something a little bit ago about you know how we we start accumulating some kits and uh oh yeah um Brett, and I <laughs> yeah. are not Brett and I are not that way we are actually we talked about it on the show many times we are hey I, get, I have the kit I, I buy the kit I plan on fully building I it, get a, a little, little bit of, damn thing.
0: I get a little bit of anxiety when I have a few that are starting to stack up actually like it, it starts yeah, to bother me, me it that's I'm the opposite kind of it starts to bother me when I have six or seven yeah. that I need to get to.
2: Right. I'm the same well, way I,
1: I had to build. I have to give Jeff a lot of credit because he's he's got, he's helped me with my affliction. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got me, he's got me building stuff a lot more. So. Yeah, Oh well, that's cool. Hey, I mean, you, know,
2: you had the time to do it and what the heck. Yeah. You know, get, get, to, get to it because I mean, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I guess there's a side of it for everybody. It's got their own way in their yeah. hobby. Yep. And if they want to collect, that's fine. But
0: I will say there are... is something cool, and I and I understand when you were saying that. I felt that I felt that as well because when you open up uh, a, a fine scale manager's kit, or you open up a builders and scale kit, or one of any of these guys' kits, Jeff's kits, Doug's kits, any of them, Kenny's. There is, there is a cool, like, I don't know what the word is. There's a cool, like, um, a feeling with it that, like, the genius of these guys creating this, and even yours,
1: uh, yeah. the, the, on, the thought on, that goes into them, you'd you, almost,
0: a, you almost don't want to disturb them how they are.
1: You open up a fine-scale kit, and you know there's it's not going to be made anymore. Yeah. And, oh. You know, it's it's kind of like holy ground. Yeah. Exactly. So.
0: but then at the same time, you got. I want
2: to see if I can do it. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Well, for no, me. but
0: but it's also neat because you know, and, and and this is we're going off track with what we were talking about, but you you know that like that builders and scale kit or that fine scale kit is never going to be made anymore, and that's it. It's right. over. But at the same yeah. time, I also think of it as, well. George made those. George made that fine scale kit to be made. Yeah. Right. But but then at the same time, yeah, my, it, it's a catch twenty. First, it's a catch twenty two because then you're also like, well, there's only a limited amount left. So it, it it is a it is a funny game.
1: The first craftsman kits that I ever made were the Campbells, mm. John McCole Station, the um, and. George's, uh, that little branch line water tower Yeah, that he had, mm-hmm. that was, I bought, I bought that for $4.95. Oh my word. <laughs> Brand new.
0: That's crazy. Oh I, I, built
1: his, I built his engine house too. And you know, you talk about, um, stone walls, his engine house kit, mm-hmm. you actually glued on the individual stones, just the pet, they were real Oh, my small. gosh. Like, they're actually out of scale, but his original kit, that's what you did. You glued on the, like, little pebbles that were maybe an eighth of an inch in size <laughs> around that, for the foundation.
2: Oh, my word. I, I cut my teeth on camels uh, years and years that, ago on well, my first yes, And, uh, yep. you know, you're right. You're I can pick I could pick up a good kit for like now. It was, that was the late seventies, early eighties, and I could pick up. I could, but I could pick up a kit for ten bucks. You know, and it what was I, what a what nice I, kit. What
1: I, what I liked about Campbell's was when you opened up the box, it had that smell to it. Yeah, that yeah. Sugar, sugar pine smell. Yeah, you can smell the wood. It was all cut out of sugar pine. Yeah. Hmm.
2: Yeah, they were definitely unique, and and the shingles, the shingles came on a roll, uh, yep. like
1: a spool, yep. <laughs> yep. and they were and a bitch to that, work with. Those shingles were revolutionary at the they time. They were,
2: yeah. Nobody yeah. had
1: anything like that.
2: You want to talk about lining them up, having a fun time trying to line up shingles. Holy cow, Brett! <laughs> Oh my word! You I've, need to draw the lines on that.
0: I feel so left out now because I've never experienced this. It's it's sad. <laughs> Here we go, you,
2: know, you're, at thirty, you're, you're <laughs> young at thirty. But uh, you know, it's it was uh, they they were they, they were definitely a treat. But I love the Campbell kits because they had a bazillion different types and they weren't overly priced. And like you said, the the, the every week in my railroad or every I'm sorry, every month in my railroad magazine on the back. Side of the magazine was always one of George's fine uh, scale model kits, yep. and yep. Uh, yeah, and it just and they were they were relatively yeah they were at the time they were expensive for the kit, but you know for what you get, wow, I mean and they they but they were nowhere near the price that they that the kits today are, and uh, you know obviously inflation and everything else over the course of thirty years or so has uh, has changed things, but but yeah, I mean it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely neat. One of the intimidating things is recently I bought um, a terminal from uh, Foscale Models from Doug and that's that oh, yeah. uh, limited edition kit. And we're going to build that here in the next within the next month.
0: Yeah. Well we're going to just put that up and start working on that. We have we have a lot on our plates. So yes, <laughs> and,
2: but, we, but we don't wanna let this one sit too much and we wanna to get to it and and um, but um,
0: we're going to build one that one things, together
2: well when I opened it up and I looked at it inside I'm like oh my word look at all this it's like, it's like <laughs> five or there. six billions. and yeah. yeah and I'm like oh my well where I'm going to start I mean I'm going to do a lot of reading there's a book full of directions and, how about you but, do
0: um, all the reading and then we'll build it together after you read it you can just tell me what to do
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah this is,
1: this is awesome um but we're well, not gonna wrap think, things up. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just thinking. I, I'm really, I'm really proud of this Victorian station. I think it's
0: gonna look. Good I. As it kit. I I am excited to see how this comes out. And now the one, the photos you sent are your prototype build, correct? That's your first build of it. Yes. Okay.
1: And it, it's not quite, it's not quite done yet.
0: Oh well, no no, I, yeah. and I, we get it. Um, yeah, and
1: we're not gonna share those photos with anybody. Like I want to put. Uh, I was trying to think of how to, what to do to it to make, mm-hmm. and, um, it's just dawning. I'm going to put these little snowbirds that you have on, ah. on a roof.
0: First. Oh yeah.
1: Snowbirds yeah, will look great really... on a fish scale. Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, think definitely.
1: So um,
2: the, uh, so that kit will be available at the, uh, Timonium show, which is coming up the 6th and 7th of April. And, yeah. um, that's in Timonium, Maryland at the State Fairgrounds, and it's a hell of a show. It's a big, big show. I mean, we were there. Uh, they have it a couple times a year, but we were there uh, just a couple weeks ago. They had it, uh, the other one, and mm-hmm. it, it was uh, hundreds, four or 500 different vendors, and it, it's definitely one you're to get to. You want to go there. If you're going to get there, if you're on the East Coast, it's easy to get to. It's, it's right outside of Baltimore, and um, stop by at foggy mountain models and check out his new kit you know check out all his work his stuff there he has he has the uh the papers that we were talking about as well which would be cool but yeah yeah that'll be that we're gonna definitely be down there brett and I are both coming down yep uh and I'm Saturday. excited
0: to uh I'm excited to see how this um this turns out this kit turns out for you guys I'm, I am I do yeah. I I'm already Thanks. excited just seeing what you've sent us already it's 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 a really unique thing I haven't seen especially the roof I'm really I'm looking at it again because I I just I love the roof detail that you've added and we talked about it earlier but the the it's such a unique roof that goes on that that uh, uh, it it's 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 cool it's very cool so yeah.
1: I don't uh, think I've I haven't seen one like it other than maybe in some plastic
0: no and I and you know what and and it's 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 gonna be funny because um Usually the more unique the shape of a roof is like that, the uh, the more fun it is to, to assemble. We'll just say that it, it's a lot well, of fun
1: well, well Todd, did you ever build the Alexander models mansion? I have not uh,
2: I, have, I did not but they uh, they are they are really I've seen them and they are
1: really detailed. they're super cool and that's the they got that well. unusual that mansard type roof uh-huh. that yes. this is got on the tower yep mm-hmm. so,
0: well I'm excited are, although, to see although it although
1: the material they used in that that roof was a lot harder to work with than <laughs> <what we actually laughs>
0: had.
1: yeah so, no, Alexander Scale made some nice stuff
2: and uh, it's yes, a shame it some is. of these companies are no longer with us and, it and is. we'll you not know, we'll see them again and yeah, but it's but it's uh, also
0: exciting because there's a lot of new stuff coming out. There and, is definitely. And defil. the technology is now becoming um, more and more obviously advanced for more and more detailed things to come out, I believe. So, uh, yeah,
2: and and, and modeller friendly. I think it's a little more modeller friendly than it used
0: to be. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: well, you
1: know,
2: back back in back
1: in the day when there was Campbell and Alexander, you you couldn't have a guy like me. Running a business out of his basement, no you know, putting kits together, no. You, you didn't have they, didn't have lasers, and, no. So that was a
2: lot of board by board stuff. I mean, yep. just definitely. And I mean, if if there was a wall cut with with windows in it, you were cutting the windows. In. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it was almost you know? like
0: it was almost like modern day scratch building, but just in. I got
2: the in... up on my shelf here. I'm looking at it. And it's built. And I'm going to do some touch-up work on it. And I did it 35 years ago. I'm looking at it now, and uh, I remember to this day cutting the damn windows out of it. And um, you know, it was, uh, you know, but you know, uh, you also with that kind of work, you get you get the feeling of the accomplishment of it as well.
0: Right. But yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, so, absolutely.
2: Uh, I think we're. We, I think we covered about everything we well, covered tonight. And definitely. 10:30. And
0: and or two things. I, Two things, Mark. Yes. We want to thank you for coming on the show. It was a uh, a big. I'm excited to have had you on just because we've we've worked with a bunch of your your products here now. And um, yeah. the other thing that's cool about it is you're a local guy at least part of the year. So we definitely need to schedule a meetup. Uh, yeah. Very Absolutely. very in the very near future. Um, even if you see our layout, that's uh, not complete. It would be still cool to get you down here and kind of have you. Come down and hang out for a little bit. Check out what we're yeah. check out what we're working on. Uh, who knows? Who Sounds knows? Good. Maybe maybe we'd have you work on something while we're down here. Maybe,
2: yeah. <laughs> Get your, it, we're getting the weather a little bit warmer because you don't want to be down there in the winter. No oh, my my God. basement
0: my basement has a exposed end on it like a garage door on one end. So <laughs> when it, when it's like five degrees out and the wind's whipping up real hard that garage door doesn't do very much for insulation (laughs) so uh but it is nice in the summer because you can just pop that open and you get all that nice nice uh summer night air in there so um
1: yeah we'll definitely have you down to check it
0: out absolutely
1: well i want to i want to thank you guys for having me on and thank you for supporting my uh my efforts hey
0: yes it's the least we could do so
2: that's what we're about we're we're all part of that family and a community so you bet
0: Awesome, Mark. All
2: right.